Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. So those of you who have heard me talk about phases in dating, I truly believe there are phases in dating. A lot of people talk about phases in relationships, which obviously leads up to the relationship. But I just want to review that and then tell a quick client story that is a really sweet story. And it's going to lead into introducing my guest today. So I'm super excited. Um, You know, the first phase I always talk about is the courting phase, right? Like that's boy meets girl. It's the flirty stage. It's really having fun, keeping it light, not doing too much too soon, too fast. And maybe you're dating multiple people. Then it moves hopefully into the second phase, which I call pure dating. And that phase, you know, maybe you're with that person over a period of time, maybe it could be two or three months, you're not necessarily in a committed situation. But over time, hopefully that bleeds into the third phase and that is a full-blown committed relationship. Now, now, this client story is a very sweet story. Um, I am happy to say that a lot of my clients who enter the courting phase with me often move into the relationship phase. And this particular client, she is in her 40s and she was getting really, really sad because everybody around her was getting married and she realized that not only did, was she not having relationships but she was hardly getting a date and the dates she had were coming from guys that she wasn't interested in but she was so desperately wanting to date she would just go on the date um and when she came to me she said kim you know i don't have a lot of dating experience i grew up in a a household with a traditional indian family we really weren't allowed to date nor was that even talked about in our home and so i've been mostly focusing on career academics and success and i want to learn how to date so she did an intensive with me and then she followed up with uh you know ongoing coaching And when she came to me, it was interesting because she didn't talk about her style. She just said that she needed more of the skills. And she showed up, and not that her clothes were bad, but they were all beige, kind of baggy. And she had this big shawl wrapped around her like a shield. (laughs) And I said, well, before we even dive into anything, you need to lose the shawl. And she's like, oh, well, this is like a nice shawl. It's expensive. I don't care what kind of shawl it is. It is completely guarding you and you look very closed off when it comes to, you know, your approachability. And so that was kind of the first lesson. And as we were talking, I said, you know what? I'm going to teach you a lot today. And we worked on flirting and all of that. But I said, before we even get into that more, we need to go shopping. And before we go shopping, I sent her I sent her home with a homework task, and that was to buy a red lipstick. And she looked at me, she said, what? Red lipstick? What? That's my homework? I said, yeah, that's your only homework. I want you to put on the red lipstick. I want you to take off the shawl. And I want you to go out in the world and smile at guys and just see what happens. And so she did. And a week later, I get a phone call from her and she says to me, oh my God. I said, what's, oh my God. She's like, Kim, 
that little magic bullet worked. I said, what do you mean? She's like, I put on the red lipstick and guess what? All these guys started approaching me and I started talking to everybody and, and guys were actually liking what I was saying. And she just had this like improved confidence about her. And from that moment on, she just, she, she got it down, right? Like that little magic bullet really was a special thing for her because then she moved into the second phase. She wanted to get into a situation where she was getting past the first and second day. I said, great, I think you're ready. Let's go for it. And so she put intention into it and she did. And I'm happy to say that she is now in a full-blown committed relationship with an awesome guy. And it wasn't a guy who she just went out with because it was a guy who asked her out because she wanted it. He's a fantastic guy. But the funny thing that she said to me in the last call, she's like, Kim, so here, I have this great guy. I'm scared I'm going to lose him. And so now we're into that full-blown relationship stage and talking about commitment and her fears of abandonment and how that may impact her relationship. So that kind of catapults me into introducing my guest today. I'm super excited. Um, this woman, this fantastic woman, she calls herself the love doctor. How awesome is that? And she is America's most trusted relationship expert. She is the author, speaker, therapist. I love talking to other therapists. We're going to have so much fun. Professor at Oakland University and research professor at University of Michigan Institute for Social Research. And she's just, I mean, she's all over the place. She's been in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, USA Today, Cosmopolitan, Reader's Digest, Time Magazine. And of course, you can see her on CNN, ESPN, PBS TV, all the, the, the letters and acronyms she's been on it, you name it. So let me introduce to you, Dr. Terry. Hi, how are you? Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. I want some red lipstick. <laughs> right? I know. I, and, and I, but here's the thing. I told her that that red lipstick needs to remain on you even when you're in the relationship. And then this is what I really yes. want to talk about because a lot of times people lose themselves in the process of those phases of dating, right? And I know you have some really good tips today to talk about. Um, but first of all, can I just like mention to the audience, those of you who don't know Dr. Terry, you have to look her up because she's this like hot blonde and oh, she's thanks. a professor. <laughs> like, are the guys getting now distracted? Now that's a first, Kim. A hot well, blonde. Oh, sister, you are. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. Please have listeners look me up as the love doctor. Yes, and, and she is so much more than that. But I seriously, I bet you guys were getting distracted when you were uh, teaching as a professor. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, yes. Well, you know, I used to be a little bit younger, so we were closer in age. But, uh, um, and if you look at ratemyprofessor.com, I do get one of those like chili peppers every now and then. Oh, I love it. <laughs> chili peppers, I love it. Well, I can't wait to talk to you. I mean, I just, so you guys know my audience, I don't know Dr. Terry. We were introduced um, to one another and I think it was kind of instant love, right? Because we have a similar 
background and I, I can't wait for our conversation. Absolutely. So this is our first date. Right? I know a first date, getting to know one another, sharing a little bit, but not too much, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then hopefully we can move into the relationship phase after a little time, right? Right. <laughs> so. Exactly. I love it. Well, I do want to ask you, cause I'm so curious, like, what is, how did you get into all of this doing what you do? Like, what is your story? Like besides the bio that we just heard, which is amazing. Right. Well, I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so I'm definitely a Midwestern gal. Oh my God, so am I. You are? Where are you from? Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Oh, exactly. Uh, I love Chicago. Yes, that's why. We're both Midwestern (laughs) gals. But I grew up in a family that was very therapy oriented. My father's a psychiatrist. My mother's a therapist. My sister's a therapist. My brother's in healthcare. So I grew up with communication and asking all these why statements, like why this, why that, but really why about relationships? And so I think that's what really catapulted me into my curiosity about why people stay together, why people like one another, why people don't like one another. So when I went to graduate school, I immediately was drawn toward psychology and relationship psychology. And so that's really how I started, but I re- went into academia. I went in as a research scientist, as a professor, and I got a grant to study these couples, and I've been following them for 30 years now, funded wow. by the National Institutes of Health. But about 12 years ago, Kim, I said, you know, nobody's reading my boring articles, my boring academic articles. <laughs> and I really want people to understand the science of relationships. So I coined myself as the love doctor, got a PR consultant helping me. And that really was when I translated all of that good science into actionable easy to understand tips and strategies. Wow, that's awesome. Well, now you're married too, right? Yes, I've been married for 25 years. Um, we wow. just celebrated our 25th anniversary and went to Spain, um, which I had a great time. I've never taken off so much time from work, um, but I loved it. <laughs> I didn't awesome. want to come home. <laughs> I did an immersion program in Spain. Where were you? Oh, we were in Madrid and San Sebastian. Where were you? Oh my God, I, I, that's where I was, San Sebastian. And I studied Spanish. I did this whole immersion. I started even dreaming in Spanish. It was so exciting. Then I came back here and then... Wow. I love San Sebastian, the beach and the, um, the forest and the mountains and the hiking. It was great. It was great. You know what I say? And this is something actually related to what we're talking about. I always tell people they haven't traveled outside the United States. It's so good to do, especially when it comes to dating, to see just how other cultures flirts, how they interact, how they communicate. And the Spaniards in particular, I don't know about you, but they are sexy. Like they, yes. right? Like, yes. and what I determined There's is something our, about that Latino yeah, culture. I yes. Love it. <laughs> I, but I think I figured out what that is. And it's a lot of what I teach, especially when it comes to flirting. It, they have the ability to, to really make you feel like 
you're right there with them with their mm. eye contact they listen to you they you know they use their body language to connect with you and you know those are magical things so oh they're so magical i talk a lot about that in the dating world as well kim but also mm -hmm. that's one of the things i think that people forget in long-term relationships that mm. you really need to make that person feel noticed and special and cared for because when you're in a long-term relationship i think you forget that person you go back to your quote normal life and you work and you exercise and you volunteer in the community but you forget to notice that person and i think we all have this biological need to be noticed so it's important mm. for dating but it's also important for long-term relationships almost even more important i think kim and so that if you wait for special occasions to express that gratitude or appreciation or caring for that person will go get it from someone else i love that you said that because it's so funny i talk about that all the time it's like dating your partner right yes. like you, you never should lose that so let me ask you so, i mean i need to know your secret sauce for being married for 25 years like that's impressive you know mm -hmm. especially in this day and age did you find like what there had to be some challenges along the way and like how did you overcome them Oh, absolutely. There were always ebbs and flows, ups and downs. And I think what I've tried to do is take my own work and then put it into my marriage. For example, we just mm -hmm. talked about like waiting for special occasions to express love versus every single day, waking up and appreciating and noticing your partner or your spouse. And I think probably about Oh, I'd say 15 years ago, Kim, I realized that I was waking up mm -hmm. and thinking about work, thinking about my students, thinking about my clients. And I noticed that my husband and I were getting further and further apart, so to speak. So mm -hmm. what I learned from the couples in my research, but also my clients, is that every single day now, I wake up and I do or say something so that my husband knows he's noticed or valued. Now, it could merely be thank you for being my best friend or lover or husband or thank you for doing the dishwasher this morning or thank you for calling my mom and making her feel special. So those are all words. And mm -hmm. I think about those when I wake up, like what am I going to say today to him? Mm -hmm. or doing something that shows him i see him i notice him a hug a kiss um i would write an email or a text a flirty text right oh. and i try to do one of those every single day kim and and not only have i found that works in my couples research wise but I find that my husband then smiles more and he notices me more and cares about me more. And so there's that reciprocity. If I do, he will also do. So I think that's one really important thing that I've learned. Um, second, I think there's something else. Um, we used to talk, as most couples do, only about like, you know, who would pay the bills, who would do the grocery shopping, who would pick up my daughter from soccer practice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I learned was is that that didn't grow us as a couple. That didn't get me to know him more. And so I also try at least once a day to ask a question or start a conversation about something deeper than that. Something about, oh, other than the home, the kids, 
our work or our relationship. And it can be so much, Kim. It can be about, mm. can be about politics and religion, or it can be about movies or music, but it also can be like, you know, I've been thinking, where do you want to travel to next summer? And, mm-hmm. you know, we can begin talking about that now until next summer. Or if you won the lottery, what would you do with that money? Or if you weren't doing what you're doing now, my husband is a computer person, um, what would you be doing? And I learned, wow, he would be like a surgeon. And I was like, a surgeon? (laughs) (laughs) I never knew that. So I think getting to know your partner better, not assuming you know each other, is so important. It gets you through the ebbs and flows. That's awesome. I, what I love about that second tip that you gave about asking a question about something deeper is it taps into a lot of the things that I teach people in terms of connection, because mm-hmm. that's partly what gets lost in a relationship. You almost take each other for granted after yes. a while and you forget about that connection is that that taps in to the emotional chemistry that gets created usually in the beginning of you know the dating experience and when you ask a deeper question that's related to something that they feel about mm-hmm. that can kind of almost reignite that spark so that's oh fantastic. i totally agree and i think we need to mirror the things that we do in our dating uh, yeah. lives or when we were dating and we forget that we think like we can't as you said date our spouse or partner and so if we can begin to do that emotional connection, like you said, I love it. It can reignite the passion. I mean, there's nothing better than finding out something like a wow moment mm-hmm. that you never knew after 10, 20, or 50 years of being with that person. It's like, oh, wow, that's so great. Okay, so I have a question for you then. Mm-hmm. What is something that no one knows about you? Wow. Um, <laughs> that is a good question. Um, As we're talking about this, like, that's interesting. Well, I used to uh, play tennis uh, yeah. when I was in high school, and I wanted to be a professional tennis player. And even yeah. when I went to college, I tried out for the University of Wisconsin-Madison tennis team. So my goal for the first, like, what, 20 years of my life was to be a professional tennis player. Oh so my most gosh. people don't know that about me. <laughs> hey, and you heard it here on the Charisma Quotient. <laughs> what okay. happened though? That's the story, you know. Right. So what did ha- well then how did you pivot to this then? Well, I think um, in high school and even the first two years of college, you know, I woke up at six and and practiced from seven to 10 and then back from, you know, four to nine at night. I didn't have time for my relationships. And that's all I did. And when I got to college, UW-Wisconsin-Madison, you know, 60,000 people on campus, it was like, wow, wow, I am missing so much. So I think I really began to think that I was missing out on relationships that I really wanted to have. And so I decided, no way, it's just going to be fun. I'm going to go have relationships instead. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. By the way, I went to IU, just so you wow. know, another Big Ten Midwest college. See, okay, I just want to point yes. out to the audience how much more interesting this conversation is, yes. to your point, right? Just by asking 
you know, Dr. Terry about something interesting about herself that no one knows. We just learned a lot of things about each other. And that was a really interesting conversation. And I think just emulating what you said to do with your partner, that is exactly right, because that creates more of that connection with each other. And you can do this with somebody you just met or somebody you've known for 20 years. So right. that is fantastic. I love it. I love it. I well, okay. love it too. And it creates a different kind of intimacy as well. And yeah. I think when we have a long-term relationship, we forget that that kind of emotional intimacy, which you mentioned, is so important to keeping the relationship over time. Yeah. I always say there, um, I believe that there are four components of chemistry. And I, and I think that that's something that should be throughout the phases, you know, and especially, especially when you get into the relationship phase, but the four component, like one component that's not in there is something that no one knows. Like that's why there's all these like pheromone tests and saliva tests to try to figure out what is that primal thing that gets people attracted right. to one But But besides that, there's emotional chemistry, which I believe is the most powerful. There's physical chemistry, intellectual and spiritual. Mm. And I always tell my clients, you know, look at those domains, define those for yourself. And when you go out on dates or when you're with your partner, put a percentage on where they fall for you. And I find that the ones that are most evenly distributed are the ones that last the longest. And, you know, just after doing this work for so long. And it's, and, and I really, I think that emotional connection and chemistry is something that if it's not there, that's where things, start happening where people start straying and relationships start suffering. And so it's just, I wanted to highlight that. I think those four components are great, Kim. And you know, I see clients all the time who are married for a long period of time and they say that their marriage or long-term relationship lacks that physical chemistry. And that's mm -hmm. all that they're focused on. And so I think, you know, shifting the language and shifting how we see long-term relationships, that it's not just physical chemistry that's important. That is important, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. intellectual, spiritual chemistry, emotional chemistry is also really important. And that if we can broaden that discussion, especially after you've been with someone for many years, then we can continue the happiness and continue the journey over time. Yes. Uh, amen, sister. I love it. <laughs> so wait, okay. So if you could give one last tip, because you gave some really two good ones. What's another tip for, you know, helping not have that relationship fail? I think the other tip that I would say, Kim, is to not skip me time. I think when people get into relationships, they forget the time to themselves and their own interests and their own friends. Um, are important. They forget that notion. So I do think that too much space or separateness isn't good, right? But it's almost like train tracks as I see it. You got to come together, but you also have to go apart and spend time alone, learn new things, hobbies, topics to talk about so that when you do come together, when the train tracks come together again, mm. that you have all that great stuff to share. And I think as we've talked, then that adds again, new things so that you can create emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, intellectual and spiritual intimacy as well. So don't skip that me time. Uh, and I should okay. tell you just to know that science shows that most people who don't have me time 
um, get too interdependent, get too dependent on one another, and it shifts the power in the relationship and people become very unhappy. Oh my God, that is so true. Oh, so true. I have a client actually that I'm working with now and I'm happy to say he, um, after working with him a while, he's in, in a marriage right now. But the, the thing that's challenging for them is that she came over from India. So she's assimilating to our culture, which is right. A, really hard to begin yes. with, right? But yes. B, all her life is just enmeshed with his. And I told them exactly what you just said. I said, you guys need to have your own life and she needs to get her own life here. I think that's going to really help you. You know, sometimes Kim, I tell couples or partners like that, that it doesn't even have to be so drastic at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like my husband and I both have home offices and they're right across the hall from one another, but we both shut our doors. And so that gives us each a long time. So sometimes you can start out small, just have it, you know, someone can read in the den and someone can read in the bedroom. And that gives each other sort of the notion and the atmosphere and the approach of having me time, even if it's not that separate interest, separate hobby, separate friends. Yes. So that, you know, getting used to spending time alone or doing something by yourself is really important. Also, many people have a hard time asking for it. And so I always say put couple time on the calendar. And then also after that, tell your partner, you know what? Well, I'd like to go to a movie, you know, mm -hmm. um, but yes. I want to go to it my, by myself because I know you don't like romantic, you know, movies, let's say, or romantic comedies. And I love them. Yes. Oh my God. That's so good. And then, you know, that also relates to then time with each other, right? right? Like you could, that's just as important. So having like me time, alone time, and then also having date nights with each other and picking different activities. And also science says that, you know, when you do activities that raise the adrenaline, yes, that there, that also creates more chemistry, right? So, yes, oh yes. my God. So I talk great. about that one a lot too. If you want to create that passion and excitement, do something that gives you that adrenaline rush mm -hmm. and it can be anything. You know, my husband and I exercise together a lot, whether it's hiking or walking or biking. Um, and that just increases the adrenaline and it gets transferred to your relationship and your partner. So it makes our relationship more exciting and passionate. That's so great. I just want to highlight for you all listening that, you know, a lot of what Dr. Terry is saying, what I love that you're saying, these are like simple things you can do. And to your point, sometimes we make it way bigger in our head yes. and in the relationship than it needs to be. And these smaller things add to the, the bigger happiness, the bigger change with each other. And so these most overlooked relationship killers, as we've been talking about, mm -hmm. can be really handled in a very simplistic way. So I just want to review those three tips because they're really, really good. Um, you know, the first thing that you mentioned is really making sure that the other person feels cared for and special, being noticed. Do and say something for each other to validate each other, to compliment. And let me tell you, and I, because I work with just as many men as I do women, that's the most overlooked thing that a woman does not do for a man is that men need compliments just as much as women. And, you know, we often say, oh, well, the, the woman needs it, the woman needs it, but the man needs it just as much, if not more sometimes, because that's often a miss. And so that verbal compliment for each other is just so important. And then the second thing, ask a question 
that some that relates to something deeper and that's when we were talking about that emotional connection it can elicit a much deeper conversation with one another and then finally have me time have alone time that's so important having your own life can just enrich the two of you as a couple and i want to add one thing that we didn't talk about and i'm this could be a whole other podcast you know <laughs> Taking care of yourself and grooming, including manscaping and all of those things. Like, I thought that was going to be something that was an overlooked <laughs> Come on. Like, that was a whole thing that couples kind of let go. It's just like the grooming aspect. Yeah, we didn't get to that one. That's a good one, Kim. Isn't it? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'll have you back on. We can have another conversation because that is a really Perfect. important topic. <laughs> I love it. Well, I thank you so much for coming on. This was super fun. Um, do you have any last words, tips that you wanted to share with the audience? And then let us know how you could, we can find you. Well, thank you first for having me, Kim. I, it's just been so much fun. My website is drterrythelovedoctor.com. I also have a great book for people who are in long-term relationships called Five Simple Steps to Take Your Marriage from Good to Great and a new video course called How to Find Love in Seven Days. All of those are on my Ooh. website. And I encourage listeners to go to my website and find out about my events and speaking engagements as well. Uh, love, love, love. Well, I'm going to definitely check that out. Well, I feel like we got to the second phase. Like, I feel like now we're dating. So hopefully <laughs> I will, I, I'll have another Now we just got to keep it going, right? Yeah. I, I feel like I am past the getting hard to get and all that stuff. So <laughs> thanks again, Dr. Terry. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. Remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you check out my site, seltzerstyle.com. And take the new quiz that I'm about to launch so that you can find out what challenges you're having when it comes to dating and what archetype you are. Stay tuned till next week with more tips on how to look and feel fabulous every single day.